This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. If you're planning on doing some online Christmas shopping this year, you need to know about a new social media campaign called hashtag Buy From The Bush. Now, Buy From The Bush was started by Grace Brennan, who is using Instagram to shine a light on drought-affected towns struggling to maintain their businesses. And she joins us today. Good morning, Grace. Hi, Duncan. Hi, Sam. Grace, first question to you. How did this all come to be? Why did you set it up? I set it up because um, I live on a farm about 70 k's from a place called Warren in northwest New South Wales, and we've been um, in pretty uh, poor conditions for a few years now, and I just wanted to do something that might inject um, a bit of activity and hope um, into a community that is feeling pretty low. Um, And I love the amazing boutiques and shops and um you know crafty people i know out here in the bush and i just wanted to showcase that to a broader audience and hope that they might direct some of their christmas shopping money towards the bush this year because we need these places and and um, these producers and makers and creators to kind of stay alive through the drought so that was kind of the simple idea to ask city people to direct some of their christmas shopping this way so hashtag buy from the bush is the is the campaign. Um, it seems pretty straightforward, but what's the best way for us to be jumping on board and supporting farmers through this? So um, it's a simple Instagram and Facebook page, as you said. It's at buy from the bush. They, if they have an Instagram or Facebook account, they can follow the page, or they can just simply follow the hashtag buy from the bush, and then they'll um, be directed towards all sorts of things. People. Um, all over in you know, New South Wales and Queensland and any drought-affected area are sharing their work. Um, so they can have a look. If they like something, they contact that shop owner or that creator directly via direct message or they can get on the phone and call them and um, purchase stuff over the phone. Many of these people don't have an online website where they can shop online. Um, it's hard to maintain that if they're in a you know a small place and small business. So this is a workaround for them. So they, they're really flexible. They're often used to kind of um, doing things like running around to the post office and che- checking postage fees for people. And they're really willing to um, be flexible if people just want to, you know, reach out and say, I'd like that, can you get it to me, wherever you are in Australia. So uh, that's how you can support it. And if Facebook and social media just aren't your thing, I just encourage people to look outside their you know, their urban box and uh, think about other ways to direct cash towards the bush. There's amazing services and skill sets out here. Um, and if you just Google and uh, you'll find some incredible things. So um, I've had people in town, um, you know, a hardware store who got a phone call from somebody wanting to support them and, and ordered a mower or a blower or something, um, which is a bit unexpected, but they weren't on, they weren't on social media, but they did want to um, support the bush. So um, that's really what it's about. So, I mean, this has really been kind of a force of nature. You've got t- over 25,000 followers on Instagram. I mean, are we? Are you seeing that kind of push through to the local businesses? You've just shared one story, but you got any other stories of successes where this has actually worked yeah. out? And- it's really incredible, actually. Um, it seems to be that, you know, when we post something online, um, whatever it might be, that item is selling out for um, businesses and they're also getting... You know, um, one wrote to me this morning, she'd had 2,000 new followers overnight and sold 30 um, orders. And one business I spoke to yesterday, she said she usually posts one parcel a month 
And in the last week, she's posted 30 parcels across Australia. Mm. And she's gone around and spent $360 at the local Australia Post franchise, which, funnily enough, was sold out of parcel boxes because another local producer had been featured and had been in that morning to, to buy them up. So um, incredible flow-on effects. You know, people saying that they're going to employ um, a bit of extra help over this period because they've had such an influx, which is also, you know, creating a little part-time job for somebody. So things that we um, probably didn't expect and incredible results for those small businesses. You used to be from the city and now you're in the country. And so I guess, you know, a lot of people who are reading and and being invited to take part of this are from the city. Do you feel like there's, uh, now that you've moved and you've experienced country life, there's a bit of a disconnect between, you know, people in the city and, and knowing what's going on west of the Blue Mountains? Look, I think there is a natural disconnect, um, and I don't think it's through any fault of, on any side. It's just, I mean, uh, you're right, I did grow up in the city, and I'd lived overseas, and when I moved out here, I thought I could handle it pretty well, but the culture shock was probably bigger moving here than um, living overseas. It's definitely a different life. But I do think, having said that, um, I, I think it's easy for, for people out here to feel a little bit invisible, and um, they often we kind of dwell outside the the broader political conversation, and um, and it's just impossible really to describe um, what it's like to live in these conditions. So I don't blame anyone for. I mean, how could you understand? Um, and likewise, they couldn't understand necessarily what it's like to slog your guts out in in Sydney. But I think um, broader than that, what's really evident from this project is just actually how much people in the city care, and given the opportunity to help, they're certainly. Um, getting behind it. You said something that I've just got no framework for, but I think you actually encapsulate who Sam and Duncan is, okay? One of us is from the North Shore. Um, The other one has come from country. What was that transition like Uh when you move? You say it was one of the hardest culture shocks going from – you've done overseas, you've done, done, you know, North Shore slash city – but moving the country was just something yeah. like you've never seen. What, yeah. what was it that was like, wow, this is so different? Well, funnily enough, it was really subtle. Um, it wasn't the big things. It wasn't the fact that I was living in, you know, geographically isolated. It was really little cultural things that I hadn't expected. So, um, for example, I mean, when I, I remember we, my um, now husband, my boyfriend back then, we packed up my cars. And um, we, we were travelling out here for the first time in separate cars and I just cried the whole way. But we're in, we were kind of going in convoy. So every time he took over me or passed me, I'd have to pretend I was happy and I'd give him a happy wave and then I'd bawl again as he passed me. Um, and I think it was that feeling of leaving home. But when I got out here, it was, um, you know, I, I, got, I stepped into a, a job and the office environment was really different. Um, I suppose the expectations at work were different. Uh, they, if I went down the street, that person in the coffee shop knew that I was so-and-so's girlfriend and then I'd moved from Sydney and asked me three questions about my family. And I really, um, I felt really under the spotlight and um, I hated it. I just wanted to put my head down, have a really anonymous experience at the coffee shop. But what I've, and, you know, random people I'd never met would call me and ask me, um, Places and at the time I thought these people are weird. Like, what is going on? Why would they call me and ask me somewhere um, when they've never even met me? And now I think it's all the beautiful things that I love about living here. And now I'm that random 
who calls somebody who's moved here and says, do you want to come along? Because I know that that's part of living out here. Mm. And um, the community spirit is, I mean, there's beautiful things happening in, in the suburbs in Sydney as well, and I'm a great advocate for it, but it's nothing like um, what you've experienced once you let yourself and once you absorb the bush, uh, the bush culture. It's really, it's really special. And I, I mean, to go back to what motivated this page, really, that's what, that's what's at stake with this drought. It's not. Um, I think we hear a lot about farming families losing their businesses, and but really, what's at stake is rural communities because um, if the industry suffers, then so too the, do the little towns and the little shop owners and the people who have been here forever. And that's what I uh, feel re- really strongly about protecting. That's fantastic. Well, um, we want to encourage everybody. Um, if you're thinking about Christmas shopping and you want to do something different and support those uh, from the country in drought-affected areas, get on board. Buy from the bush. Um, Grace, love this initiative. And I love the fact that you've just volunteered to do it. That's mm. extraordinary. Yeah. And we really appreciate that about you. Thank you. Right. Thanks for having me. No worries. So good. Thanks, Grace. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.